What now? What now? Internet world. <laughs> this is Becca and The Conversation. Today with me, I got OJ the DJ. What up? What up? G'day. And we got newcomer Bree. What's Ew, happening? Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. So, you know, this is your first time on The Conversation. I know. After so long, just listening. Yeah. yeah. And, you you know, you kind of been around the station chilling getting yep getting some getting some work done mm. but um yeah playing so. some tunes Is there anything any any way you want to introduce yourself to the to the people who might be listening right now uh i guess i my my main occupation is as a phd student yeah doing research on um aboriginal women's music in derby love it yeah honestly love it <laughs> yeah it's super interesting too i'm loving where it's going so far I know I mean it's it's such an interesting topic and I think Mm. when like when it gets broken down and I I think maybe having conversations with you has has actually made me think a little bit more about indigenous women in music and their Mm. voices and their stories because I think I've always thought of it as indigenous music and never broken it down into the fact that of course you know women and men have different experiences which means they have different views on it which means that they're like the the music and the stuff that's going to be coming out is going to you know be different and yeah and things so I've n- I don't think I've ever like split it like it's always just been mm. oh indigenous music and I've never actually taken a look at the fact that there at is the gender dynamic yeah there and there is it's so strong yeah yeah it is and then I think that's something that hasn't been looked at and, yeah, definitely opened my eyes up to thinking a little bit more about about not just that but how, you know, I can support Indigenous women in the music industry right now. Mm. And I think a lot of it has just been me looking into different, you know, Indigenous women who are making music, what what they're sounding like and yeah, trying and to like... what they're writing about as what, well. Yeah, yeah, and like streaming them and also making that, uh, making sure that I'm like putting them up to be played on our radio and mm. doing, you know, little, little talks about like who they are and what they... I remember like part of it was, you know, the last time you were here, Maisha had like released her album... And I made sure to go through and do like a whole thing on Yananyu, which was the name of the album, mm. and kind of break down all the songs and talk about it and like really made a point of like, this is a new female Indigenous musician. She's amazing. Like yeah. you guys got to stream and listen to her stuff. Yeah. And that has so many flow and effects, not just for the artist who is getting their music out there through yeah. the radio, but also for the listeners. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. little girls will be listening to that being like, this is an option for me. Yes, absolutely. And it's that, it's literally that exposure. I find like in the Kimberley, a lot of it is, um, you know, you go through things that are, you know, kind of like quote unquote, you know, normal. Like they'll mm. go through the the like basic stuff. So you'll, there's never any real emphasis put on create like creative thinking and independent thinking. It's a lot of like follow these, do these, like, even when you go through and look at our our programs, it's a, a lot of it is just like let's put the female in, like the females, let's put them in a business course so that they could be receptionists and office managers and all you blokes, let's put you in construction courses. And mm. it's like that's so outdated and like 
not <laughs> what you do to bring like fulfilling work to someone because yeah. you're more likely to stay in a job if you feel a connection to it or if it's like ticking parts that are on your boxes, you mm. know, like you're not going to stay with something that you're not enjoying for a long amount of time. So it's not like meaningful employment, mm-hmm. which exactly. is why it's not long lasting employment either. Yep. Places where you can feel appreciated for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's so there's such a market at the moment for, you know, creative indigenous people mm. to like branch out. And this is a perfect space for people because everything's digital and online now. So they could, you know, be little graphic artists and yeah. and digital content creators and stuff and not have to leave their community to do it. Mm. Which is, you know, a lot of what we tell our people, you gotta you gotta go. You gotta leave to get the opportunities, which yeah. is not necessarily true in our digital world these days, and it's not looked at enough. Mm. Do you reckon COVID has shown us how how easy it is? Because it's kind of forced. I mean, for Australia in general, it's forced people to realize what they can do, where they are from home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I think so, but and also like maybe almost like forced an advancement yeah. in the way that we use our technology because I've always seen us being able to do and use technology the way we are now but Mm. but actually seeing it like fulfilled is just super satisfying yeah I think especially for things like zoom I never heard of zoom before really lockdown well it did kick off because of covid so shares in skype and all that yeah yeah never heard of zoom Mm. now every person's using it See, and, like, I had Zoom years ago because we used to zo- do Zoom meetings for, like, um, the, the like, Indigenous climate mob that I used to volunteer at. So Seed. we used to do a lot of – yeah, Seed. We used to do a lot yeah. of um, Zoom meetings and stuff mm. like that. And then I think a lot of, like, um, conference stuff that I did, like yeah. uh, virtual conferences and stuff. I love that they're now a thing. Virtual conferences. Yeah. It's really cool because there is – um, so much more accessibility when it's online so people don't have to pay for airfares to get to places. Yeah. But there's also like there's a few like musicology conferences later this year that I'm not going to get to go to because of the East Coast outbreak. And I'm really sad because conferences in person yeah. are a totally different thing. Like the networking that happens and the social mm. connected connectedness that happens. Yeah, I mean you I actually like get you to know more. people at morning yeah. tea whereas you can't really hard online unless yeah unless you have a really good grasp of like breakout rooms and stuff yeah that's true and I mean I have like had to present on a panel for an online forum and that was really um like I was just so nervous throughout the whole thing mostly because you you don't get feedback like I've like had to do public speeches and I don't like them but I do like the fact that you almost get an instantaneous feedback from people so if they look engaged Keep going with what you're talking. But if they're not, I usually change the subject up. But I really couldn't gauge engagement in what I was saying. So I'm like, wasn't really sure if what I was talking about had value. Yeah. And it wasn't until like questions afterwards that you're like, okay, this is what they wanted to know more about or this is Mm. what, you know. Were their cameras off? No, I, was, cam- I was about to say that, yeah, sometimes c- people don't have their cameras on so you can't even see them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, look, their cameras were on, but I'm going to be honest, I was <laughs> I was on location. 
Mm. Like I, we were doing an outside broadcast at the time oh that wow. I also had to be doing, and we were understaffed, so I had to be at the outside <laughs> broadcast, and so I had to lock myself away in a room, in a room, and like next door was like a good thirty screaming, Jesus. like under fives, you know, like this yeah. is like the pre kindy stuff, like playgroup. The kids are like running around screaming and I'm just like on my phone being like, I'm sorry if you can hear noises in the background. I'm the worst with that too. Yeah. I'll take meetings outside yeah. and there's like birds. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The seed, the, the mob used to find me like all the seed mob. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> all my seed meetings, I'd be in my garden and they're like, I'm like, I'm listening to you mob. I just have to do other stuff. Yeah, it's gardening. Yeah, way. I was like, same thing. So this is like, your background's beautiful. Yeah. So it's like sun setting in the back. Uh, I'm like looking over my shoulder like, yes, I. <laughs> That's one thing I've enjoyed out of the whole COVID and like seeing all the Zoom meetings is the creative things people do with green screens when they're mm. in meetings. It's really funny to see. Oh, yeah. the But also like there are people who just have no understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, who was it? The bloke? The, the cat bloke? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. <laughs> I saw one guy here has like his laptop set up on like a stand that he's like got strapped to him and then a green screen behind him and he's running somewhere. Like he's in a public place oh, yeah, but he's yeah, got I've a green screen that. strapped on behind him. Oh, so wow. he's in a meeting with people but he's like doing whatever he's doing as like a funny thing for the camera that's recording him and like I think I saw one he was on a roller coaster or something like that but on a zoom call with people yeah I mean I did see this other this other bloke who made like a totally um it was like like a like the intelligent like artificial intelligent he had like pre-programmed a bunch of responses and stuff and oh, like different yeah. conversation things and he wanted to see if he could get through a meeting with only using oh, wow. those automated responses. And they and they like it was like fair go, like finished his meeting up and then at the end of the meeting he's like, All right guys, I got something to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was indiscernible that he was using AI. They had no idea. Wow. And he was just like yeah, there were just like automatic responses already set up, so he didn't even talk throughout that whole meeting. <laughs> could have been an email. That's smart, though. Yeah, straight up could have that. That is going to be hashtag. Could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. If an AI can send in for you in a meeting, that's an e that's a meeting. That that's an email. email. That's yeah. an email. It's a really long email. Yep. How about the people that get their like phones record themselves and then put that video in front of the camera, so it looks like you're there but you're off doing something else because the camera the oh, of yeah. the zoom is looking at your phone of you. Doing stuff. I haven't seen that done. Oh, I've seen a few videos of it. Yeah, it's pretty funny because uh, you can just go do whatever you what you want. Yeah, but like and then you know, people think you're there. But how does that work? Because I know when I try and film screens, those lines come up. Yeah, it's definitely obvious. It's obvious that it's yeah. a screen. So how does that work? I don't know. Probably just get the right focus. I don't know. <laughs> but the Where one I saw, it, it was um, it was working. So mm. just have to find a way. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. It's just way too loud. It's just not believable. <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite skits from Kevin Hart, and like me and my cousin could do it 
could do the skit like together that the one where he's like going to school and his mum says he can like cuss out his teacher oh yes he's like i said you could say two cuss words but you said 76 and i can i can do that whole skit just like but there's so many swear words so i will not be doing it on the conversation guys (laughs) but um if you know you know but yeah, so like me and my cousin were like obsessed with it at one stage and we were like, yes, yeah, so I could do the whole thing. And we'd be like, My mama told me to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love that. I wonder I wonder if you could do that, but like do your own do your own bleeps out. <laughs> my mama told me to tell you to mind your damn yeah. beep beep <laughs> beep business. Ah, now that's only one word is three syllables oh. though, so there's not not no need for three beeps. But yeah, OJ. Yes. What did you do today? Well, today from you two lovely people, I've been learning about stars. Astrology, to be specific. <coughs> Astrology, yeah. that's it. Yeah, don't don't be just Star talking about stars. Yeah, because you could be talking about astronomy. Very ah, different. True. Field. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Similar. A lot of crossover. Yeah. Spiritually, the Venn diagram is two circles with very little crossover. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like astronomers and astrologers. Yeah. The, the, the crossover is probably like space, yeah. stars, <laughs> constellation, yeah. you know, like real basic. Mm. Yeah. Because all I, all I knew previously was that I'm a Pisces and that's it. But that's just your sun sign, right? There are other um, yeah. planets that impact your personality. And you have to do a natal chart in order to understand which planets and how how the how they affect how your it all affects yeah. yeah yeah which totally makes more sense though yeah. because I think I've looked at like you know this is what a Leo is and like looked at it and been like mm, it don't really match up all the time yeah exactly because we're more than just one dimensional we are multidimensional honestly yeah and the planets give us that multidimensionality yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's really simplistic to look at a person and look at just, like, your basic star sign and be like, oh, yeah, no, that, 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 and that. Yeah. Because that's, like, almost simplifying you as a person. Mm. Vibes, OJ? Yeah. You're sitting there looking at me like I'm speaking another language where I know that my standard Australian English right now is on point. So <laughs> I know, I, I'm just still, like, obviously I'm still learning about everything, so I'm trying to get around. Just trying to think of you as a multi-dimensional being, yeah, having well, like more than one personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like. So, I what, what, what do you think your one personality trait is then? I'm I'm a, a happy Pisces. person. I'm a happy, I'm a happy person. person. Isn't, it, isn't the Pis- the Pisces known as like emotional? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the emotional one next to Cancer. Yeah. Um. Look, back when I was a teenager. That's an oversimplification. Um, I say back when I technically still am, but so like couple er, early teens, I was a bit like that, yeah. But um, I don't know. I'd, I'd see myself as a person who is easygoing and a happy person. So. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> that's about it. I don't know what that means um, when when I look at these things. Well, there, there is always more, AJ. Yeah. Honestly. It's explicable. And expecting someone to be like a happy person all the time is super yeah, toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obviously not a happy person all the time. But most most of the time. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't, it might be my twisted brain, but even me looking at someone being happy most of the time seems not right to me. But you can you have a sense of when someone's happiness isn't genuine, right? Like you just kind of know when they're faking it. Yeah, or? I don't know. Do I? Yeah. Like I think. Do I have this person to you? Um, you like to complain a lot. I'll say that. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> See, I don't complain that often unless it's like something that's just annoying me. I think there's more than just happiness to you, Becca. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, it's more a big. I think it is a part of. Oh, that was cool. Part of you. Lights went red. Lights went red. Um, like I feel like fundamentally, I am a sad person. I'm yeah. okay with that. I, yeah. Is it? You're yeah. Okay with that? I'm okay with that. That's that's who I am. Yeah, and I think people got to learn exactly to be okay with whatever it is. Yeah. Because I know I used to hate, I used to hate that emotional side of me. But then I realized that, like, to be honest, I think it was just like my own um, built-in misogyny. Mm. It was it was literally a form of thinking that like emotions aren't as valid as da 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 patriarchy. Yeah, and it was it's a joke. It really, really is a toxic. joke. Yeah, so toxic. Like, like I said, I've said it before, but I don't understand how emotions don't, you know. Like they don't factor in when you're making things because they definitely factor in when you're making decisions, when you're making, and like people say not to make an emotional decision, but like mm-hmm. the fact, and I like, I understand like your decision can't solely be based off emotion, but the fact that people don't even want it to like play a part in the decision making is a joke. As though it's not valuable, as though emotions yeah. aren't valuable. So if, if you did something that was logical, but didn't make you happy for the rest of your life, you would think yeah. that, that, that you made a good decision? Nope, I wouldn't either. So if I feel like if you can't, that you're thinking really one-dimensionally, if you can't yeah. think about a logical thing, an emotion, like if you can't think of it on different levels, then then like what is your thinking? I feel like it's thought like it's flawed. Yeah, definitely. But Western society definitely, like the, the peak of good decision-making is reason. Yeah, but Western... And logic. Western society to me is a joke. Yeah. Like I don't see very many good points in Western society. Like I genuinely don't think that we need to work as hard or as long yep. as we do for our society to continue on. So is this no. this is capitalism, right? I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, like we go through we go through and we make jobs that are super hard, like a doctor, a nurse, this and that, right? And we understand that like, I feel like we just don't think about it. Like, it doesn't even make logical sense to me mm. right now. Like, we understand that doctors and nurses have really, really important jobs there. Yeah. They're I, was, I was about you know? to say they are kind of needed. No, no, no. I'm not, and I'm not saying that they're not. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, like, why are we overworking them? So they end up with, what, like, 60-hour shifts? Yeah, they are insane. really... And, they, you know, they be working with no sleep for, like, a day and a half, and we think that they're still making, you know, good and informed decisions when you know that, you know, not sleeping mm-hmm. and, like, like, you know, the longer that you not sleep, the less that your body is able to function and, and your thought processes are, mm. you know, everything starts to get affected when you don't sleep. And we... Especially a big... Job like a doctor, yeah, and like and that's but a we big responsibility, yeah. yeah, yeah. But as a society, we don't feel like, oh no, actually, our doctors and our nurses need 
to work like a normal well, nine to five and then you like so th- would would people be more likely to like get a job as a doctor or a nurse if they knew they didn't have to work yeah. ridiculous hours? I was going to say, why is it that they have? Well, that's my as question. Many hours? That's my question. Is it because there's not as many people in the industry to make up, like you know? But is that because no one wants to do that? Maybe it's because the government doesn't want to fund health. Yes, exactly. They don't want so us there to be aren't healthy enough positions. <laughs> they want us to eat macas every day. No, like think think about it. Right, if we're healthy. Yeah. In in like a lot of ways, then we're going to spend less money on medication, which is an industry. Mm-hmm. Everything True. is an industry, right? Yeah. Like so, yeah. so like look, we start we start you know being healthier, we live longer. That's going to put you know strain on other areas. So they don't actually want us to be like good, healthy, happy people. Our like Western society is yeah. not like you. You can see it everywhere. Yeah. No one's mental health is okay. It's only decreasing. Because everyone, it, it fuels the economy. Yeah, ill health fuels the economy. Yeah, straight up. Same like war. Like yeah. all these, all these bad things that we're just like, we just need them to stop. They're all fueling an economy of some sort. Mm. Government making money off it. They ain't gonna help us with it. So, are you suggesting that we need bigger government, more social services? I feel like look. I feel like if you've got like a really narrow point of view in in the way that you think you shouldn't be allowed on either side you shouldn't be allowed who decides what a narrow point of view is because that person in charge of deciding whose view is allowed Mm. is a view in itself Mm. and very authoritarian but yeah yeah understandable i actually i don't know i don't necessarily know how to solve the world's problems i will say that (laughs) And like you, you, you've got everything, say do this and do that, but you know, yeah, it's like, oh, what? I mean, happens? you're allowed no. to be critical of things, yeah, yeah, and and see when it's not working, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need to know how to how to necessarily fix climate change to understand that we are destroying our planet and that we need to stop destroying and that we the need planet. to stop, yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing, you know. Like, I don't necessarily need to understand every single rule in you know in the law or in the thing to understand that the law and and like police systems have been you know they're racist straight up mm. when you look at when you look at like why the police even were in australia it was to it was basically as like trackers to go and capture indigenous children half caste children or whatever it was and to like go and keep a track of their slaves that they said they didn't have because it was all stolen wages mm-hmm. what is stolen wages what is um, that? What is stolen wages? Yeah, slavery. Yeah, literally by another it's, name. Yeah. yeah, and then they're sitting there like, we didn't have slaves. It's like, you sound dumb. Mm. Sound really, really dumb. Like, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that if if one of my, like, family members was like, black people aren't slaves, I'd throw my shoe at them. Have a shoe. Straight up, in the face. I'd be aiming. I'd be aiming for somewhere that hurts. Two. Yeah, it's the legacy. Yeah, and to some extent, the current lived reality. Yeah, it's not just history, honestly. But like, even then, like, what is our history? Things that are taught as fact. Mm. Our history is a joke. It really is. 
Like even like, look, when I was in school, I got sent out of class and it was like one of the few times that I got kicked out of a classroom and it was straight up. I walked into class, good way, sat down. And the first thing out of this teacher's mouth was Captain Cook discovered Australia in dot, dot, dot. And I couldn't hear anything else because how are you going to like, I'm sorry for the metaphor, but how are you going to piss on my face and tell me it's raining? How old were you? Year eight. Yeah, okay. Nine. Like 13, 14. Yeah. 15. Yeah. But like, I don't understand that. How are you going to tell yeah. me that he discovered something that had a population mm. and like a society and... Yep. I just really like, I couldn't even get it part. And I was like, how are you staring us in the face and telling us these lies? Yeah. Like my mum and dad are paying for this education. My mum and dad are paying for you to tell me lies. That don't make no sense to me. Mm. Why don't you tell me Santa Claus is real too? Oh, he is though. Hang on a minute. Oh, see? Why <laughs> Why you sound real white when you say that, OJ? Don't be doing that. Kids, don't listen to what I just said. No, kids, don't be listening to this full stop. <laughs> no, nah, actually uh, do. You might learn something. Yeah. Not about Santa, but about Do you not society. like the whole idea of Santa? What do you mean? Because I, I like the idea of Santa. You, you like the idea of a bloke watching you throughout the no, year not to decide that, if you've been like good or bad. Just something that kids, I don't know, just... It's a you kids you like the idea of breaking and entering. Yeah. And oh, leaving yeah. gifts and, like, accepting yeah. gifts from strangers. Oh, yeah. I feel like, like, I feel like we're just like, accepting what's everything, what's everything we've told? Who's getting a lift from Santa? It felt like, a little sus. Gifts. Oh. It felt a little sus, I'll be honest. When yeah. I was a kid, I was like... It's like of it's, course it does. It's, it's a bucket of everything <laughs> your parents said. It's not. like, hang on a minute, yeah. and you think it, about it as well. There's a bloke that goes on our roof riding reindeer. Well, and actually, then in goes Australia's down a case, chimney that we don't boomers. have. Yeah, six white boomers goes Snow down a people. chimney that we don't have in Australia. <laughs> it has any meaning now? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I, I was thinking boomers. about that, but I didn't want to say it. Wait, what does boomers mean in that song? Are they kangaroos? Yeah. Big yeah, kangaroos. Okay. They're supposed to be kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> White kangaroos. Yeah. Uh, albino kangaroos. Don't know why they're called boomers. They're just albino can- kangaroos, aren't they? I don't know. Well, boomers and they usually talk about like kangaroos as boomers. Yeah. And that's pretty common. And now it's old people. Oh, it's always been old people. Yeah. It's the, the Baby generation. Boomers. Baby boomers. But yeah. that it's has a generation. different meaning. Because it, yeah. it was the baby boom after the war. <laughs> yeah. Why? Mm. Why would you do that? Why would you do what? People were randy Continue back to in the populate day. this right. earth. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were back. <laughs> Their husbands were back and they were like, all right, let's get it on. That's Yeah, I'm going to stop there. It was, it was such a time of like hope. Yeah. And peace. I mean, the war had like ended. And you know, and remember, right before the war, there was the Great Depression. Yeah, and that was over now too. So everything so was, was kind of economic prosperity. All right for a while, and I think people were happy. Yeah, where do you think that economic prosperity came from? Mm. Colonialism, <laughs> profiting yeah. off the lands, straight yeah. up indigenous I mean, I peoples. Have <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. I don't know. Yeah. Think. Yeah, even just the Western approach to resources. 
is oh. and, and country is so destructive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Honestly, I don't I don't even understand like family cell structures either. Yeah. Like we it's are so isolating. Yeah, we are all like we're related and like I like when I talk about like, you know, my sons and my daughters and my brothers and my sisters, they they it's not just like I feel like when when I try and like relate it to like okay, well that's not my thing, that's like my ex cuz I I don't I don't exactly know western family systems properly. I'm going to be really honest because I don't I don't understand what makes someone like a great aunt or a great uncle like like I do value wise like you're a good person and you take care of but like I don't understand it it's like what what do you mean? Like I think we just call it different things. Well, what is a great aunt and a great uncle? They and, are it's, and we don't grandmas, call it, yeah. sisters and brothers. And we don't call it different things. This these are like it's a different family structure. Yeah. So like I don't like Look, you don't say cousin and I say brother or sister. Right. I actually mean my brother or my sister when I say that. Yeah, it's not a direct translation. Yeah. It's a so it's, way it's, of valuing. It's, it's me. Like when I say cousin, brother, that's me giving you an understanding of the fact that I am not talking about my mother's or father's child necessarily. Yeah. But for me, that is still my brother and that is still my sister. That's not my co- – I don't view them as my cousins. Yeah, you view them as – I yeah. view them, and but they are connected to me as a brother and as a sister. They care for me the way, same way, and like we care and love for each other the same way that you would. Yeah, you're straight up siblings. Yeah, and then like my aunts and uncles had just as much of a hand in raising me. Like they're my mums and dads too. Mm. They taught me what I think, and then like it extends all the way out. That's part of like knowing who you are, and and like being able to connect yourself. And feeling connected to, to like, you know, our not just our land, but our and our cultural practices, but like our our like essence, like you know, yeah. And yeah, are, are you talking about like identity? Yeah, yeah, and sense of belonging. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, like you know where you fit in. Yeah, and like it's it's you know like the cousins necess- or like the brothers and sisters that I grew up with aren't necessarily the ones that I'm close with, like, you know, right now, but it doesn't mean that if I ever had an issue, like, I couldn't go to them or, like, not even an issue. Like, if I just was bored one day and wanted to go visit them, it wouldn't be any different, you know? Mm. Like, like I I don't understand how you, like, how, how do you suddenly decide that this person is not related to you anymore? What do you mean? Cause I'll be like, I'll be like, oh yeah, no. So my like all my nans, brothers, and sisters, right? They are all my nans and pops, yeah. which means that all oh. of their kids are my aunties and uncles slash mothers and fathers. Yeah, and then all of their kids are my cousin brothers and cousin sisters, and then all of their kids are my sons and daughters. So are you are you asking at what point at what point of re- removal? What, what, what is removal though? Like I don't understand. Like what is? What do you mean when you say like, like they're removed? Yeah, like um, first yeah, cousin once removed. My mum always says stuff like that, and I'm like, uh, so how I don't know what that yeah, means. how do you remove your family? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's got something to do with like generations. It's very like scientific mm. and like statistical. 
it doesn't it doesn't feel like like I don't have a close relationship with anyone outside of my nuclear family family. So so like okay, so you're like okay, your your family if you've got the same grandparents. Yeah. Are you still family if you've got the same great grandparents? Yeah. Great great grandparents? I mean, but even then family I think means something different anyway. Like you could find someone who is your second cousin. Mm. And I don't know how I would f- I, I would I wouldn't feel related to them because I didn't grow up with them. They were it was it was never known to us. It was never valued as part of the family system that a second cousin is someone that you can be close to. Someone that you should that you can see as second cousin. Someone you can turn to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, but then Even like my cousins. But then like f- like in our in like m- us as like indigenous people, we be watching you mob date your cousins, and we're looking at it like, what? oh yeah, no, we that's 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 cousins. not right. Yeah, yeah. So we you say know. first cousins. There you go. But second, third, fourth, and fifth, you mob be right with, and that yeah. and that to us, that is that is us looking at it like that's your that's your sister, no. that's your brother, that's yeah. nasty. Yeah. That's how we look at that. Uh-huh. Like, yo, that's your auntie. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna call her aunt? I, I, I don't think anyone <laughs> in that entire thing is good. <laughs> Let me just say that. Charles yeah. Darwin. But how, how far, like, how far do you know, and how far can you then go out? Because then you would, you may not know. Yeah. It then becomes so, like, like I said, like you said, great grandparents, great great grandparents. Yeah. So do you know, do you know your family like out through that way? Uh, great grandparents. So I, I know grandparents. Mm-hmm. Great grandparents. Um. To be fair, a lot of that is over in the UK. So. I've I've met a few people. My yeah. my friend Ruana, she's one of my best friends. Shout out. Hey. We we know, we've both done our family trees. We both know that we have ancestors in Cork Island, which means we're probably related. We're probably like third cousins. Dope. Yeah, but we don't know. Yeah, so that's that's what I, I mean. I like really want to do the whole like DNA that. thing. Yeah. I think yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I don't understand the DNA markers, how they decide it and how they give you a percentage. Yeah, neither. I don't understand percentages. Just, yeah, neither. Well, it would. Uh, it's all got to do with what's in your DNA and where it ties back to. Yeah, I know. Same I, structure and shit. Uh, see, like I don't like I don't really understand how you pull a percentage out of your DNA. Mm. Yeah, I don't get that. I, I get like you can go back. All right, you're you've got that in you, but I don't get where they get the whole percentage out of yeah. hundred. So I don't know how I don't know how much I believe it. Because I don't understand yeah. the percentages. So to me, I'm like, were you just making up numbers? How you decide that I'm more Aboriginal than Irish? How you un- how do you decide that it I'm more Irish like than Aboriginal, you know? There's yeah. more of that in you than there's only a small trace of Hey, you don't get to tell me what's in me. I'm saying it's, it's, it's not it's not just genetic it's not yeah. just genetics that in that, you know, it's also influence r- what you are. It's also relational. I'm saying it's everyone, not you. I feel like the yeah, it's the not just <laughs> me, but that's what, but everyone as well. Like, yeah. how much, how much of your like cultural identity do you place that isn't that isn't learnt knowledge, that isn't experience, that isn't you know? Mm. So okay, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like sixty percent Irish, but I've never been to Ireland. I don't know any of my Irish family. So you mean to tell me that I'm more Irish than I am Aboriginal? But I only know my Aboriginal culture. I only know you know that kind of. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is not, I don't, like I don't actually know, I've never like done the, a DNA test the, either. The Western perspective of DNA testing percentages places higher value on like genetic composition 
Yeah. Than on how you live your life. Yeah. And, and that's culture. not your identity. Exactly. That's not who you are. Mm. And even like like the ancestry and stuff, I like we've found it and it doesn't a lot of them will go back to oh yeah, you know, this is this person who you know, I, I find a lot for, like, Indigenous people and for, like, mixed families. Like, we've got um, Japanese and, like, Filipino and stuff in, like, in our heritage and things. But, like, their, our last name, Sibisaito, is a Japanese name. Or it was before it was absolutely mutated by Gutiers trying to spell it. Mm. So they come in and, you know, like, when you – when they, like – I guess migrated over to Australia for like pearling industry and stuff like that. They, you know, obviously you got to give your name, and when you give your name, it's all being like internalized by guardians, like white people who are then, you know, processing the information and yeah. putting it out. So then they're like listening to this name and they're like, oh, it sounds like, and they write it how it sounds to their white ears. Yeah. Perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Lost in translation, yeah. 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 I feel like the whole world is lost in translation. Mm. Like perception well, yeah, because there's so many is reality, like, right? Languages, everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but perception is reality. Reality isn't. Yeah. I was talking about this with my with my psychologist yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is the line between perception and reality <coughs> and imagination? Like when you yes. when you meet someone yeah. and you you get a sense of who they are. Ninety percent of that sense of who they are is literally just your imagination. Yeah. Until you get to know that person. Yeah, but even then, even it's your then. perception of that person. Exactly. So you don't know what influenced them to like have that answer or to make that decision. Yeah. Mm. And you're just it's your perception of either the action or their explanation of the action mm. that indicates like how you feel about it. Yeah. And you've got a whole lifetime of experience that informs the way you imagine their life as well. Exactly. Yep. So it's like two sets <laughs> of perspectives that have to almost align yeah. in order to get a genuine understanding. And even then, it's not like it may not even be reality. Yeah. Like if you perceive yourself to be a different person and you, you know, project that out, then, you know, the perception is going to be different. Yeah, it's, exactly. that's what pe- people are going to see you as is what you're putting out. Well, how much, how like, how much of yourself do you think that you really put out in a day? Yeah. Because I'm gonna be honest, not much. Mm. Yeah. I find it really exhausting. Yeah. I feel like you really put out yourself when you're by yourself, when you've got that time, when it's just you. But where are you putting it? Yeah. Well, I into. I spend a lot of my time by myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't ex- explain that one. Mm. <laughs> like um, you know, minute I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. So the mind is a magical thing. I always say that. It is well, it's also so interesting. It is interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Hmm. This um these these discussions about perception and interpretation are central to the research process because as an individual human being person mm. with my own experience, I come into a place like Derby and I I, I try to get to know people yeah. Um, as participants in my research. And then historically, um, the researcher has gone away and written about the people themselves. And it's all been through the lens of their own interpretation. Mm. Whereas mm. something that I want to do is like co-interpret 
interviews with yeah. participants. And so actually go ha- have a think about what you've learned in interviews and then go back to the person who you interviewed and say, this is kind of what I got, but this is just my interpretation. What is your interpretation? And then you create meaning together rather than yeah. the researcher coming from a position of power normally, making making it up basically yeah. based on like – Their understanding. Yeah, and, and Western society and the, the university institution. And you already know that you have to go and seek these people because they – they have the knowledge that you don't have. So then your yeah. interpretation of the knowledge is always going to be. I think that's another one as well. Knowledge. People see things differently depending on how much knowledge they have of that thing. And what kind of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And as much as like, you know, your knowledge and stuff changes and so does your perception yeah. and your reality. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, these are. We're getting into good talks. Here. <laughs> yeah, we're having, <laughs> we're having academic. Yeah, this is a deep <laughs> conversation. Oh. Meaningfuls, guys. Yeah. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, I think that was one of the things I, I like when I was at uni for a bit. I kind of did like a like a various amount of subjects to kind of gauge what I was interested in. Yeah, and. Before, I was super interested in, like, um, anthropology and, mm-hmm. like, social studies and stuff like that. And I think one of the biggest things that came up for me with anthropology was, like, these essentially, like, all these white people going into communities with no understanding of the culture. And it just seems like they they do the bare minimum mm-hmm. to understand the culture and the, the, the reasonings and the, like, and the stuff behind it. So much as they do, like, look at these, look at these mobia jumping up and down and clicking and stuff. Like, you know, like, look, these yeah. mobia running around, like, look at all these, ki- like, they don't even want their kids. They just let them run around and do whatever they want. And it's like, you have no idea. Yeah. None. You have not got the life experience. Exactly. To, like, I feel like you need to have a minimum to be able to speak on something. Yeah. So many of those accounts. Yeah. Are so racist yeah you know honestly the first the um first explorers whatever they were the the first guttiers to go around australia writing down what they seen mm. i don't know what i don't know what you call them the first invaders <laughs> 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 but they're yeah. they're like their interpretation of what they were seeing Versus like, so they describe what they see and then they give their interpretation of it. And I'd be listening it to it like, and like reading it like, you're actually dumb. You are really dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, these lazy Aboriginals sitting on the bank, just, just, just <laughs> doing nothing next to the stream while the net catches all the fish and does all the work. And it's like. What did you see? Did you not see this person like, I'm going to create a net, put it in the perfect spot uh. to get the exact amount of fish that I need to without having to overwork myself? Yeah. No, no, no. They not going to lie, mate. I'd rather be in the position of those guys on the beach, you know? Yeah, exactly. But the way that they wrote it was like, lazy Aboriginal people don't want to do any work. And it's smart. like Rather than efficient. Yeah, rather than efficient. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like these are fish traps that they'd never seen before. And they so just hang like on a minute. What, what did those guys think was um, hardworking fishing? Would, do they hold the pole instead of well, just putting it down? Well, 
I don't know. How how did you mob survive? Like, how did gutters survive oh, before well. they came here? Because, like, when they came here, I know that they jumped off their first boat basically on their last breath, dying, diseased, dirty as hell, like malnourished. Like, boats for bloody ages. Like, you know, couldn't. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'm sorry. Why why would you be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on the biggest boat trip. I have no idea how to survive on it, but I'm just going to chuck some people on it. It sounds, like, real smart to me. And then have the audacity to come here to our country and then have us show you how to live and then call us dumb. Yeah. Call us underdeveloped when you when they weren't even smart enough to actually see our culture, our like, you know, our society. They didn't see our they didn't see our agriculture. They didn't see they only saw what they wanted to do, wanted mm-hmm. to. It's straight up perception. Yeah. Racism and just like they look dumb to me. And then I sit here and I look at these at these textbooks that like praise them and I'm like, you are praising a bunch of idiots. Yeah. You look just as dumb as them. I don't like Australian history and I don't like the Australian history book. Mm. It's lies. Yeah. Like when I have to sit there and listen to and see the like accounts and like understand that like my grandma my grandfather was taken when he was three years old, you know? For what? Like they used to they used to have to like cover him in charcoal to make him look darker so that the police and stuff would walk past, like, you know, wouldn't think. And they also had to hide him because you, you don't even want him to be seen properly, you know, mm. from them. And then they come past and just, like, it's just straight-up trauma. They're, like, kidnapping children at 3 a.m., like, forcefully grabbing them from their families, like, destroying people and their whole family. And then, and then like, it, they don't even teach it these days in, in the history book. There, 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 were, there were people in my class who did not know what Stolen Generation was. And what? when I explained it to them, they're sitting there and they're like, well, that didn't happen. And that happened, that happened hundreds of years ago. And I was like, well, if it happened hundreds of years ago, tell me how my grandfather went back to his community as an adult and didn't even get to properly meet his mother because she'd already passed away because he was stolen. And they're like, oh, Aboriginal people were slaves, but that was hundreds of years ago. Tell me why my grandfather was a slave and my grandmothers. Explain that to me if it happened so long ago. Explain to me how they tried to take my auntie. Not, not you know, my thing, my this and that. They tried to take my auntie and say that she had leprosy because they just wanted to take black children. I don't... I just... Uh, it's like different excuses every decade. Yeah, and then they're sitting there and like they have the audacity not to teach it or for teachers to yeah. be like, oh, it, like it's really uncomfortable. It's a really uncomfortable topic. And it's like, yeah, but so so is, so is you know, the so is Nazi Germany, but you still teach that. So yeah. is the American slave, slavery. Yeah. They be teaching American slavery like the same thing didn't happen to us. Mm-hmm. It's like uncomfortable to talk about, but the lived experience. How about the lived experience? Yeah, and it and it's mostly that they don't want to make, they don't want to make descendants of racists feel bad that they're descendants of racists. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but everyone who was a part of that system, because uh, I like I really do I really do have like such a struggle, struggle with it, with uh, people these days, or with the idea. Of the the history not being 
the, told the, truthfully. The, yeah, the history not being told truthfully because you don't want to offend. Yeah. Offend the way people look at their grandparents. Like, oh, I'm sorry that your grandfather was a slave owner, but he was a – some words that I can't say right now on this podcast. Mm. Is that better, OJ? Yeah, thank you. Is that going to make no it, editing it, for me today? Less editing. Yeah, I've, I've been given. I'm a actually language. really surprised. You I've been given one my, word. Well, I've been given a language warning. I'm being good. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I feel like this has been a lot of like, what does Becca think right now about what's going on inside the mind? Yeah, true. Honest, like sitting back, laying back on this couch. Yeah, and yeah, stuff like like by the way, guys, <laughs> Becca is laying on a couch. <laughs> You know, we're, it feels we're like here. a therapy session. It really yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> so, Becca, how has your day been today? That's been real good. Uh, real, real good. Yeah. I had a bunch of coffees mm. for no reason. Co-star told me it was going to be a good day, so it's been a good day. Nah. Did it? I forgot what it told me. Yeah, what was your your um, line of the day? While, yes. while you get yours up, I'll tell you mine. Um, infinite patience. Oh, that's right. <laughs> infinite patience is not a virtue. <laughs> Well. So does that mean that I got to suits I got today's discussion? So does that mean mm. that I got to stop biting my tongue for things or like please stop uh, well having think, patience for I like think, I think dumb having, people having finite patience. So like I think yeah. I think patience is a virtue, but if you are only ever patient, that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve people around you. I've got one. Appreciate That's how I would interpret that. Yeah, yeah. Pressure in yeah. spirituality. What does that mean? That means you got the co-star app today and you're thinking about your feelings. Yeah, oh, your feelings okay. today, OJ. Yep. Um, all right, so Which makes sense, Pisces. <laughs> yeah. Mine are power in routine. Routine, I'll say. Um, <laughs> sex and love. Wow, go oh. me. Um, the spirituality one. Trouble with thinking and creativity. Social life and self. So yeah, I wonder how they d- define these categories sometimes. Yeah, mine you know says what? Huh? I'm, I'm no, supposed no. to be doing a jam session today. I guess I'm going to be pretty useless because my creativity's no, not I was there. Busting out because like <laughs> mine is the exact opposite of you. Yeah. Oh really? It's like there's pressure in my routine and everything else is coming natural, uh, like creativity nice. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do get such a boost when I look at my co-star in the morning, and it's like power in everything. Yes. I'm like today's a good day. What's your saying? Is that what it is? Is it there to make yourself think, okay, today's going to be a good day? Is that Well, it? sometimes it really... Because what you just said there just felt like I look at this and it tells me I'm going to have a good day, so I look and have a good day. Yeah, it, you, you... What's the word? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. It depends how, how much stock you put in it. Because sometimes it might, it might tell me in the morning, um, actually... Today's going to suck and you're going to hate it. You're going to have a really shit day. <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes um, don't I'd, – I'd make an effort to not let that get to me. Because in say, the past, yeah. it's it has ruined my day. Yeah. But now I'm like, honestly, it is just someone's opinion yeah. and that's just your opinion. I was going to say, like, does seeing that make you just go, well, no, I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's a defiance. Do you end up there. having a, d- a good day? You make it happen. All right. Sometimes cool. you go with the flow. Sometimes you have to make the good things happen. Yeah. So mine says, a sense of failure is not something to engage with. Just observe it and let it pass. Mm, that's that's I nice. Like yeah. That is good. It's very meditative. Very yeah. zen. Because I feel like a lot of people fail and then they go, oh, well, that's that. But yeah. if you Failure's look at that thing. failure, yeah. fix on it, do whatever you need to do, 
morph it into something better, then that's always a great. I don't know. I, See, there, there's my happiness coming out. Yeah. 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 See, like, I, I, I don't know. I like looking at things that failed yeah, in general. Lessons. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it, like one of my favourite, like, when I'm doing community events and stuff, one of my favourite things is the meeting after the community event. For feedback? Yeah. Where, mm. where like, you come together as a committee and you don't yeah. just talk about the good things, but you talk about like what didn't work. Yep. Because part of it is okay. Well, that didn't work, and now let's. How do we find a solution for it for the next time, or how do we work differently? Yeah. Mm. If you've got a good team, it can be really fulfilling. But if you've got people in that team who are overcritical or unable to take critical feedback, it can be really hard. Yes, and I think right now, like, we've got a committee in, like, a couple of the committees. Like, that's some of the issues that we are facing is that the people don't know how to take criticism. But then I also wonder if it also is kind of my delivery of it. Because I have been told that I am very... um, To the point? Yeah. Blunt? Blunt, yeah, blunt. (laughs) Assertive. That's also a thing as well. How you put yourself out to people. Because you might, two people might have the same thing that they want to say to someone, but you might be a complete asshole about it for the one person, and then the other person might be like, "All right, we can do this," you know, mm. things like that. That's a, another thing for yeah. perception. But it also go. could yeah. be like it's th- on the opposite scale, you know, perception of like your uh, like your perception of that person and how you take what they say. Yeah. Like some people can't yeah. help the way that they communicate. Like your communication style, everyone's is, you know, authentic to themselves and like different. And sometimes people don't have communication styles that connect well They'd with each other. With, yeah, with other like they just don't know how to get that out in a yeah, way it's not going to be like But you shouldn't oh, have yeah, to like I'm a you dick. Sh- yeah. But you shouldn't really have to feel like you need to like, you know, completely change the way that you communicate in order for you to gain understanding with someone else. Yeah. There needs to be a bit of both, you know? Yeah, a bit of push and pull. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, I have had people tell me that I am too assertive. And It's good that they're using the word assertive though, rather than bossy. Yeah. Because and in the past, that was, <laughs> there have been different ways that people have dealt with assertive women that have really not been constructive. Yeah, but you know what? I don't care. You don't I care about what? I don't care that people think that I'm too assertive. Yeah, good. That's I, I That's feel like strength. there's not enough assertive women. Exactly. And that a lot of the time, we, like we as women, are made to feel like assertiveness is a bad quality yeah. when it's like it's genuinely not like you – if you know what you're talking about and you have genuine understanding and like real insight or like a real thing, yeah, not sharing your opinion is is worse. Totally. It kind of means that you just based off like you're dimming your light, you know, it, like it, yeah. It shows that you know what you're talking about, and that's the way that it kind of should be. Yeah, that's why I'd see it. Yeah. yeah, it's coming from a position of strength. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I was you, definitely raised. You yourself feel strong in that. Whatever, like whatever position it is, I guess you and yourself feel strong, and you know that that's the way that you get it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely raised to be unassertive, and I see people like you, assertive, and I'm like, is is it because I was raised in a certain way to be like I was raised Catholic, mm. um, a woman should be seen and not heard, sort of thing. 
And that has affected me so deeply that I, like, there's such a wall to me even just expressing my opinion about something. Mm. So, and yeah, I see how, how, um, how much that sucks for me trying to participate in some dialogues. Yeah, I, I think like at a certain extent, like if it's if it's your truth and your like thing, you can't be afraid to like speak it yeah. and speak on it. Yeah. Because like I feel like a range of opinions is a good thing. So you don't necessarily have to have the same opinion, but that may bring an insight into someone thinking like, I don't necessarily agree with you, but that point is good and I'll think about this more or, you know. Yeah. Like. I don't know, you've got to be conversing with the point of also listening, you know? Yes. And, and taking on what the person sa- what the other person's saying. Yeah. Because their information can be just as valuable and just as, like, knowledgeable in a different thing. Like, they come from different experiences. Exactly. So many people listen just to respond. They just pick, like, they, they listen and they're like, oh, yep, I found something I can, I can talk about because I, I know that yeah. word that you use there. Yeah. And it, sometimes it just uh, – a few people close to me do this and it's <laughs> one way to like completely segue a conversation about something potentially important to someone and then someone will pick it up and be like, oh, I know something about this and then they'll just take it on a completely different direction. Yeah. And you, sometimes like you just can't come back from that. Yeah. Like the conversation's gone to a different point now and it's like way out there and bringing yeah, you, it you back isn't going to work. Yeah, you can't get what you were talking about before. It's here now. Yeah. I find we do that a lot in the conversation. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. <laughs> <No harm. laughs> we, ha- we get through like half a conversation and then... And then we talk about Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how did that work? <laughs> that was you, OJ. It was, yeah. Yeah, I was using it as I a metaphor. I heard Santa and I was like, oh, yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah. Bloke that well. comes down your chimney in Australia, which we don't even have, so... Yeah. He's climbing in your window. He's snatching your people up. <laughs> you, you seen that? I don't think yeah. he takes people. No, no, no. You've you seen that video? It's like, hide yeah. your wife, hide your kids. <laughs> uh, so good. Lock up your back but door. I do wonder, as a Libran, I wonder about his actual experience with that song going viral. I know he got quite a lot of fame out of it and he, he, he made the most of it, but also he was talking about something really emotional and really close to home for him. Yeah. And it was just blown up as a funny joke. Oh, yeah. They, I, they I, did I actually don't know what. The subject is who, who? Okay, so there was a. It was um, like um. There was there was a there was a moment in in YouTube history yeah. <laughs> where they were taking um news articles and interviews of people and auto tune remixing songs. Oh yeah, out Eight, of them. My yeah. favorite one of that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's a, a that's one. a good yeah. one. Good and that like that's I got an wrong card. <laughs> yeah. Or the um you seen that woman and she's like I'm backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My daddy told me. <laughs> I'm backing the hell out of there. So anyway. <laughs> backtrack. Because another part of those videos yeah. is like people making fun of the way that people of color speak. Yeah. And making it into a joke. Oh, yeah, and then, what, a couple of years later, speaking exactly like them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm really interested in how the race politics play out in those videos. And Yeah, see, like, I've seen a lot of that, and, like, I can see a lot of, like, African-American um, 
I suppose like content creators and stuff do bring a lot of light to the fact that like a lot of what they do people look at it and they consider it like quote-unquote ghetto yeah but like a white person will do it and it's seen Mm. as cool and trendy yeah so like the colored hair yep you know the wigs Mm. the like the clothes the everything like I swear stripper clothes are in fashion right now (laughs) like those heels the heels yeah honestly some of the dresses i feel like looking at them with like crazy cutouts you know Mm, and it's like and you look at it and you're like that dress is like it's fire and it's and it's going around right now but i know stripper designed that for sure Mm. and it's it's fashion now but before those people that worked in that industry heavily judged yeah but now you know it's society is i don't even know you know they don't, mm. you know, they, you know, they still criticized a lot of people and like put judgment on people that they had no right to, mm. based off their work, based off their profession, based off like, you know, how they were making their money, and these same people are now trying to be them. Mm. So I don't know. What would you call that? Cultural appropriation. Yeah. No, but like, um, something not so much popular for people to do then becoming popular to do is that what that is they're probably probably trending <laughs> it yeah. is just a, an adoption of oh like people eventually go that's actually pretty all right i'll try it out yeah and then eventually more and more people do it and then it all moves on to the next thing yeah you know and like sometimes i don't know how things and that's how you get styles isn't that just styles because you see mm. that as well Kardashians. Through, throughout um, decades. Hmm? Like Sorry, throughout you decades, you see that change of how people dressed and things like that. Is that not kind of the same thing? There are people who make decisions yeah. to, like like for example, the middle class are often the, the dictators of what is fashionable. Mm. And so, for example, the Kardashians... Um, often have have a, a, a big influence on what oh, becomes popular. Oh, they have popular. a massive Yeah, so for example, influence. when Kylie was wearing, she did her hair in um, cornrows and yeah. then and then that became... Yeah, I know, it, calling them boxer braids? Like, what, what, mm. what is a boxer braid? I don't understand the boxer braid yeah, idea. I, don't I didn't know that. where it came from. Why, why, like, why were they calling them boxer braids? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I think I looked into it at the time. It's a certain kind of braid where the yeah, hair I'm, is... Oh, I know box braids, sorry. I know oh, boxer box, braids. But I don't understand boxer braids. Like, I understand box braids, of course. So she was... And I understand, like... And it. box braids are different from cornrows. So cornrows yeah. are, like, braided. Mm. And, like, a, like, when we're talking about, like, box braid, it's like a plait, basically. Yeah, okay. So she said that they were boxer braids? Yeah, like that's how she was referring to them. But I don't understand where you get the idea of like boxer braid in general. Mm. Well, what is that? I don't understand the the word origin, I mean. Maybe a typo? Do you reckon the origin was just in someone making a mistake? That thing trended. Like everyone was like boxer braid and I was like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. But They mean like boxers, like the fighters? Because they always braid their hair. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. So, 
And if so, who was she going to fight? Because I'll pay money to see that. Yeah. That's the same with the um, um, touching on the, the Kardashians. Um, there was that lip thing going on as well. What lip thing? Um, where Her lip kits? Her lip kits were actually fire. Where they made their lips them. bigger. Oh, it's and still then happening. Lip and then everyone started doing that. It was like some big yeah. viral thing that went around. Yeah, because they really want black people's lips. Yeah. Wasn't that this is exactly what's going on. Yeah. There's a line in um in a, a hip hop song that was like, I was I was black before it was cool on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yep. Who uh, was it? Um She's I, a British rapper. I like I honestly been vibing. Like there's been a couple of rappers that come out with like one liners. Yeah. And and those one liners like hit hard. Like I think even there was um Kenny Beats and he was doing and it was like, um, I don't know if he had like, I think he had black in there. Mm. And he was like, and he was like sitting there like that chill. And he's like, yo, got to borrow Kenny's skin just to walk to the, just to walk to the s- like store, you know? Yeah. Because obviously. Yeah. Like it's black. Say again. Sorry, I missed it. Oh, it's like. For this song. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. It was, uh, it was like one of them Kenny beats the caves. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had black in there. Oh, yep. Yeah. And he's like talking, and he's like, um, and he's like not talking, but he's rapping in there, and he's like, yeah, gotta gotta borrow Kenny's skin just to walk down to the shop, yeah, and like that thing, I was like, oh, oh. well, snap, Jeez. yeah, and that stuff just comes off the top of his head, yeah, you're not writing that down, that is amazing to it's me, so amazing, and then like also to think that like that whole like Atlanta love letter, yeah. Out of his head. He's a genius. He's the next He's Shakespeare. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Amazing. There's it was, um, sorry, it was any Pang Black Girls. That was where that lyric was from. Just thought I had to put yeah. that in there. <laughs> Credit where credit's due. Honest. Honestly. Yeah. I think I think a lot, I like a lot of what or like how I think about things and like things that have changed the way that I thought about it. I think majority of it come from lyrics. Yeah. Of songs. It's education. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily agree with the song, but when J. Cole was, like, talking about, you know, um, educating people, like, I was at this point where I was like, I'm over it. I am not going to be the next textbook for for the next person who just doesn't want to go and find the information out for themselves. Like, Mm. you know, stuff you. I had to go find all this knowledge by myself and I didn't have any help. So why am I going to... Go look for yourself. You know, and like you're not even interested in the answer. Not really. You're only interested in the answer in a way that you can argue against it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then J. Cole was like, it's better to treat people like children. Understanding the love and patience and time that's needed to grow. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then that kind of like a s- what album is that off? Um, it's not. I don't think it's off an album, but it's uh, the song's called "Snow on a Bluff." I was just thinking of that song. That's a song in in. Cause I, this would be a whole conversation. Yes, just the this the, the dialogue between him and No Name. Yes. Oh my gosh. So this this was like that was the song after the Twitter thing. So like yeah. she she wrote on Twitter, and then he wrote like his little response, and then she came out with her like fire response and i'm in love with it yeah listen to it it's hang on I, it's no name song it's like 33? song 33 that's the yeah. one <laughs> so good so good All right. and then oh no i'm, I'm just saying we're going up. a little bit over time yeah 
Oh, well over we're, an we're, hour. We're, this this conversation's been good. I've loved it. We can yeah. definitely cut some stuff out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. OJ, you can cut some stuff, right? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We want to say our goodbyes. Catch you on next week. Starving. Goodbye. Farewell. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you for joining us on another conversation. We're going to have to wrap it up today. It has been a really good one. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next time we should we should do a um, play school intro. <laughs> <laughs> Is that What's copyright? That? Can you do that? No, nah, but like make nah. it, make it up. I want you to sing uh, it over. Yeah. Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> I want you to sing it. Yep. I'm not a good singer. Anyway, guys, we'll catch it all next time. Bree, thank you very much for joining Pleasure. this episode. Hopefully you're on for another one. I'd love to. Yeah. It'd be so uh, good. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> well, until that time comes again, we'll catch it all later. Yeah, peace out. Bye.